Hello everyone, welcome to Notes to My Legal Self, a place where we explore anything that could be interesting and of consequence to in-house lawyers. Uh, that could be career, that could be actual practical guidance about how to draft contracts or anything else, or it could be any habits that you may have, because we know for sure that in-house lawyers are humans first, and they have interest in all of the above and much, much more. Today, I have a very special guest. We're going to talk about AI. And she's a fantastic guest to talk about it because she has plenty of experiences and has intentionally educated herself about the area. And I would love her to share her experiences with you. Let's begin the show. Jordan, welcome to Now See My Legal Self. Please introduce yourself. I'm leading legal operations. I'm with legal operations. Um for my living uh, for the last eight years. Um, extremely excited to be, I feel like I'm very beginning of the uh, uh, bursting of legal operations. And um, that makes me excited. And we'll talk about this and how AI embedded and, and all of that. Um, I have a background of psych psychology, which is uh, which is important for soft skills, you know, and figuring out how do you negotiate and how you deal in uh, in a different um, uh, culture sense, um, especially when you're working for the corporate, but it's not necessarily a, um, a legal department placed uh, in U.S. It can be, you know, Asia, Europe, different flavors of Europe. And uh, my uh, second degree is uh, MBA, which is a really neat understanding of, of uh, finance, how the business runs. And, and my last uh, dive was into MIT um, program about how uh, businesses and corporates should um, implement AI and what is the best implication that we can choose. I love it. So, Jordan, today you're at Wanage, right? And you're leading... Which part of the legal operations? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I'm leading legal operations um, for Vonage. Again, this is what I'm doing for a living. So please consider that everything that I'm saying is not, it's not just you know from some fancy book that uh, I've read. This is, this is really what, what I do. Um, this is really what I do for, for the last eight years. So most of the things uh, I would like you to know that you will hear today, it, it is really from something that I've learned um, on my on the academic level, going and exploring um, MIT knowledge and education for leaders, IT leaders, marketing leaders, um, C level leaders, right? Uh, for how do they make a decision for the right AI? And 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 uh, the second part of me is legal legal operations, understanding how the corporate legal operation works and what the struggle and uh, and what the achievements and what the advantage. Um. I love that you were attracted to legal operations without having a law degree. I always admire people who have courage to enter this somewhat intimidating place, you know, and, and, and actively start building and operating, um, you know, without having a law degree. I think it takes a lot of courage, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acknowledge that fact. Um, but I'm always curious about those people you know, why, 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 why bring upon yourself, you know, a life that could have been easier, <laughs> maybe. That's interesting that you're saying that. And a lot of people asking me that. And, and my answer going to be, it's not despite, but it is because um, I consider myself a very curious person. 
uh, not just in the area that I'm I'm um, working, but also you know uh, just I'm curious about the world, and uh, I think if there is one thing that I can really say to you that bring me joy for my work is is working uh, in an environment when I'm surrounded by uh, intelligent intellectual individuals. And I think this is a joy. It, it, it really is, right? Because, um, um, I mean, it, it is not come without the struggle. I mean, all good things in love, in, in uh, excuse me, in life comes with a struggle. But I really think working with a, with a, um, such a, such a advanced intellectual industry and, uh, with the attorneys, most of them in a corporate already, you know, coming with a, not just with a academical degree, but they have, but, but they have this background and, and amazing experience. It, it is my pleasure. Um, it is my pleasure and I'm very happy with the choice. Well, if you want intellectual conversation, law is definitely should be a destination. You and I had a couple of conversations, Jordan, and you mentioned that at some point, the AI and its importance will sort of start staring right back at you and you have to do it. Tell me more about it. Tell me, tell me how you got to the point that you need to get on top of this, educate yourself. What was the moment or what were the series of events that led to where we are today? Thank you for asking that. I really think this is a root question, um, not just just for me, but but for the conversation and for the understanding of the of the industry. So I I always feel like in every every area in my life, when when things starting to be too exciting, uh, you have to really look back and see where you're coming from, right? Uh, I was growing up, my parents always told me, you know, you 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 remember where you're coming from. And I always imply this this idea where you're coming from, not only to me personally, right, but also to my to my professional journey. And um, I would like to say that about three years ago, um, I felt like um, if I got you know a cent for every company then knocking on my door as a, as a, someone who's leading legal operations and saying. Uh, we want to sell this, Lucas. We have such an amazing AI uh, uh, platform. Uh, we have this, we have that. And then I said, okay, so we have something new that it's not just, it's not just Siri, you know, that I'm talking to a, hey, Siri, call my husband or hey, Siri, do this. Hey, Siri, do that. But it's a real thing that happening in my industry, right? That I consider myself uh, uh, leading legal operations uh, for Vonage. So it, it struck me that, okay, so I have to educate myself, you know, as we, 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 um, we all as a professional, right? We, uh, we go into school, right? We go to, uh, uh, university and we gain a degree. And then from that point and going on, it's our responsibility to educate ourselves. And, and that is why I so much appreciate the platform that you've created, uh, so successfully, Olga. And, and this is where about, um, three years ago, I recognized that, that, that this, this pattern is going on. And I'm, I, I understood that I need more armor to, uh, to, uh, decide what is good, what is not, when I should advise to, to, uh, to the legal team to say no to something and, and to take some decisions. But then when you're taking some decisions, you need a perspective. 
So this is this is um, about a year ago. I decided actively to go and and uh, um, to MIT school, who's uh, one of the not the best schools for uh, for AI, but they specifically in house develop a lot, developed and developing a lot of tools uh, AI power when they have you know agreements with the with the um, uh, New York City to uh, to develop. Um, some operations for them, let me just tell that on a very high level. And on the other hand, I felt that I definitely should be a source of information for a legal department to, to make a decision. So this is where, you know, I, I decided um, to go in and, and um, educate myself with MIT. And I think uh, uh, it, it, brought me, it brought me a huge perspective. So tell tell me tell me what, you know, it sounds like you took a class at MIT. Tell me was it a class or was it a series of classes? This is a, this is a class. I mean, it was in the middle of pandemic, so um, <laughs> and it was all, it was online. Great, exactly, exactly. I mean, I was dying, you know, to go there and get a room, you know, and and, and spend there a couple of weeks. But this is this is and touch the walls of MIT. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's a dream. It is a dream. It's a beautiful place, beyond everything. And and uh, but th- this is, I think, this is a magic of a place, you know. Um, when when you go to the uh, to the, uh, uh, the academy, right? When you go to the university, all this environment and all those you know uh, uh, professionals and 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 uh, professors who are standing in front of you, and they spend all their life dealing with this uh, question of how and where and 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 uh, amazing, amazing. I I invite all of you guys. Uh, who's interested? You don't need to have, you know, a, a mathematical background or engineering background. Just go there. I've met a huge amount of, of IT leaders, um, CFOs, you know, COOs who are coming to these classes to understand how do they operate in the modern world in a good way, right? In a modern world that's changing so quickly, right? So you need to have tools. And these tools that you're not necessarily, you know, gaining, but just hearing some sales speech um, with all due respect, right? Those important as well to, to keep up. But going and get some, you know, firm ground understanding what are we dealing with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, Marco made an observation about, you know, who's responsible for the culture we have in legal and um, maybe law schools. Yeah, maybe law schools. Um, yeah, that, that's one explanation. So perhaps we should attract more people like Jordan who are, you know, are contributing and excited um, and have not had an opportunity of their minds poisoned by law school. Um, <laughs> so you took the class. What did you learn in that class? What was the name of it and what did you learn? Yeah, it's called uh, AI Business Implications. Uh, fascinating. Uh, again, I invite all of you just to your comment. I have to reflect. So I know that uh, Harvard School, uh, Harvard Law School started to uh, started to do podcasts um, for their students with the uh, uh, leaders of legal operations. I invite all of you who are interested, you know. And uh, th- this understanding of Howard School as being, you know, uh, one of the leaders in our, in our um, law school uh, and, and education in general, understanding that there is something that it cannot be that the law students graduate from law school and they do not know what is out there. 
what are the what is the last changes that are happening so legal operations definitely uh, um, should be and it is starting to be as part of the classic education um, hopefully we'll see more and more school so, uh, so this is a side note and uh, what are, do you know the name of the Harvard Law podcast you mentioned? Um, I will be glad. I will be glad to. Uh, okay, to I would, I would, uh, yeah. yeah, this is this is a this is a, a very good friend of mine. This is pretty new, so I'm more than happy to uh, to share. And then I think I think what what I really would like to share with you um, in this kind of limited time that that we have is really. The, the gems that I've learned and, and made me, you know, have this um, a little bit crystallized perspective on the industry. And, and this is, I'm going back and, and, and saying, let's, let's take a look where we're coming from. And the coming from, it is realizing that, that everything that relates to uh, um, AI, artificial intelligence, Firstly, it's very hard to uh, to define. Let's start with that fact. Very hard to define. Very hard. And this is because of the complexity and different flavors of it. And that is why, just for the purposes of, of our conversation, I really want us to uh, stick to a very um, simple definition of it, of it which, is, which will be, uh, you know, machines acting in a ways that seems intelligent. I feel like, you know, it's very simple to, uh, to remember. And this is where you, you're getting the, the sense where machines are not acting just, you know, whatever they plan to do, but they're acting to mimic humans. This is, this is what they do, right? So just for the purposes of our discussion. And then um, I would like to start and say that all this huge, you know, creature of, of AI, it's all start in the uh, 1950s. It's all 1950s when the, uh, the um, English, uh, English uh, mathematician, his, whole, his name is uh, Alan Turing. And um, by the way, there is an uh, uh, extraordinary movie, on, I think on Netflix, it's called The uh, uh, Imitation Games. It's, it's, a really, it's a good one. This is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> movie. I mean, if you haven't seen, I mean, spend spend an hour to watch it. So, this is this guy. By the way, but it all happens during the uh, World War Two, um, under the the pressure you know, of of, of uh, uh, Germans sending uh, coded uh, coded messages from one way to another, and and British are not able. British and, and the and the the kind of the the. Uh, the um, Americans are not able to confirm them, uh, and this is where where Alan uh, Turing coming with the idea. Maybe it's only machine who can confirm the machines, right? So he's coming with this extraordinary idea, which is very innovative at that time, and even today, I would like to say. He says he he started to talk about uh, um, intelligent systems, right? And which is, you know, which is, I mean, who can think about such a thing? Intelligence system, I mean, just two words that not coming together. And what he did, because it was so difficult to define what it is, right? So he started by eliminating. He started by saying why we should consider it as a serious um, area uh, for, for um, uh, research and then uh, mathematicians to dive into this. And this was the start of it. Right, and then later on in the 60s, it, there was some waves uh, going up and down with AI. Just remember that AI is, a, is an industry. It struck me actually that AI is an industry 
it's a heavily invested industry. It's a lot of money going in this industry, right? It didn't happen in one day. But it's important to understand that AI, it's, it, is a, it, it, is a, it is a huge development uh, that um, universities, uh, companies like Tesla, right running or, or um, uh, space, all the space area United States uh, uh, investing in. For legal, it is really, um, if I may say, just really uh, implication. It's kind of something, the huge basis that exists and it keeps developing itself, right? And legal AI, right? Or you can hear about, or marketing AI, or procurement, or whatever it is, most of them, it is just kind of something that sits on top of the existing technology. So one thing that struck me uh, during during um, uh, uh, my learning process is understanding that AI, the technology, is a consistent, but there's different flavors to it, right? There is a picture recognition that mostly companies like Tesla dealing with. It's less relevant kind of to uh, to legal industry. More relevant will be uh, will be a uh, um, natural language processing, right? When you expect machines to scan the data and understand what's written, right? Not obvious. Sounds simple for us humans, but it is not. And it's also some flavor like uh, problem reduction, right? When you have some uh, complicated pro uh, problem and then you make it simpler and simpler and simpler until it's something that you can really uh, simply deal with, right? And and even green fans into some rules, right? So let me tell you that I was thinking, you know, for legal industry, it's pretty new, right? I mean, it is fairly new, and we're not really trust, trusting it, right? Like legal industry, it's an industry that exists since, what, I mean, ancient Greece, I would like to say. So why would we, legal, legal industry, trust something new? Maybe it will just, you know, go away. But interestingly that yeah, well that's the thing about technology sometimes it's persistent it doesn't go away <laughs> you see? so i i think i think for me it was um it was a good comparison uh take a look at some industry that not necessarily legal right too close uh to home but go let's say for a medical industry so those guys, those guys, I can compare them, them to, uh, to a legal industry, right? Again, uh, very highly trained, uh, humans. I apologize for calling you humans, but it's just, you know, very inclusive. So very highly trained humans, um, uh, um, very complicated problems in terms of, you know, complex analysis that, uh, doctors, uh, need to, uh, go through in order to take any decision. So if we look into this industry, so interestingly enough, this industry was one of the early adopters of the of the of the AI. And that is fascinating in my in my mind. So it, it started it started interestingly in um in uh, uh mid seventies when uh, when uh, there was a there was a developer who uh, who invented the program that called M I C I N that this program was actually uh, were able to rule-based something. And what I mean is, is uh, um, it, it was by, by crunching a big amount of data, right? Literature, for example, right? The, the student will go to university and, and, and learn something. So technology is very good in crunching big amounts of data. And then uh, create some um, expertise 
uh, by by uh, by collecting rules, right? So if I'm just simply saying, right, if if uh, I'm coming to uh, to a doctor and I say, you know, I have a running nose and I have a fever and I have this and I have that, so in putting this into machine, machine simply can say, you know, Jordan, you have COVID, for example. Just I I don't, but let's say, right? And um, this is this is where this is where medical industry was smart enough, right? And and um, uh, uh, curious enough to see where machines can take the uh, the uh, uh, first uh, first review, right? In legal language, uh, uh, for first uh, diagnosing uh, uh, phase, right? When the physician will come in and say, "Okay, this is what machine suggests." Let's let's take a look. So it basically saves you one step, and this is, I think, was was an amazing thing. And it exists up until this day. There is um, IBA technology that calls Watson, and it, it is implemented and heavily used. I invite you to go and check on this. And um, this is where this is where machines are are again crunching a huge amount of data and and, and literature on specific areas. And that it even can take, you know, the MRI screen, for example, and make and make a suggestion. This well, this is what it's all about. You know, you're making a suggestion, and um, this 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 fact just for existing of this uh, expertise made me so curious about legal industry because I can see the parallel. I don't can you. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I like that you, you know, saw the parallel of you know how it works outside of legal and how it should be part of it, and went practically educated yourself about it. Um, as you've done it, you know, and you return back to your legal department, leading the operation function. Um, where are you in your AI journey in your day-to-day life, your, your professional life? I mean, this is exactly the, the perfect timing to take it into, into what do you actually do? How do you, what, what do you do with this old information? I mean, learning and understanding uh, what the different flavors of AI and then, you know, you're coming home, you do your day job and uh, you've asked questions. And this is where I found it um, extremely important extremely important for for um, legal leaders to have this conversation right before you need before you go in and you make a decisions right which what kind of workflow do you want to have right to uh, to uh, um, uh, streamline your agreements what type of contract management platform would you like to have and what type of AI and how do you do that so before you even go this direction, the first and important question that every, in my mind, um, uh, seasoned uh, legal leader has to ask is, is what is the difference, right? So think about, think about the staffing, right? Think about the staffing. So when you bring in a new, a new you, you want to bring new attorneys. So you say, okay, I have this areas covered. So I'm looking for someone who's, speciali- who's specializing at something right so when you thinking about technology think exactly like that exactly like that what this technology is specializing at right what is all about i mean it can cost you like uh like a good uh you know uh, legal aid or more right if you like it so 
what, what it brings. I mean, what it brings to the table that we don't have. And, and this is, this is the, the crucial moment was for me. Uh, it may sound simple, but it is a crucial understanding of literary saying, we are humans, are very good at certain things. And at some things, we're not. Right, just recognizing what we are and how do we run. And for every leader, for for everyone who ever, you know uh, 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 um, managed a team, it will be very transparent what I'm talking about. It's it is when you're saying we humans have certain limitations, right? So if you're asking for someone to do uh, due diligence, and it's uh, it is uh, it, it, you have a certain team, let's say five people you understand what the time implication that it will take, right? So we know that we human, we, we may need time, right, to crunch the data. And this is our minus because it takes us time. So the way we observe information and observe information, right, observe and, 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 uh, and learn, it takes time, right? It is different with machines. So this is what machines can bring to your table, right? Um, we, we, in my, my sense is that in corporates, we have so much data, so much contracts, uh, that are just, you know, running, running, uh, each day that I would like to say 20 years ago, it was the amount of agreements that legal department created in a year. Right. And I apologize if I'm exaggerating, but you know, yeah, yeah, you know, in the ballpark, plus minus, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> think about the fact that this is not a machine. Just think about this, that this is some capability that you're missing in legal department. And and this is this is the capability of uh, of machine to quench the data very fast. If you train it, if you train it right, right, if you treat it nice. Right. It will bring you it will bring you the something that you don't have. Right. That you don't the humans cannot bring you. So this is number one. And then number two, the other thing is fascinating. I mean, very simple, but it does not sleep. It does not rest. So it's, it's the, the availability of it. Right. For every corporate that will work, you know, uh, across the globe. Uh, you know, it's very difficult, especially for attorneys, you know, you're working on this, some urgent deals that are coming. That's, you know, it, it, it's not really a big deal for, for a legal attorney, but it is urgent for sales. And this pressure, you know, end of the quarter, uh, end of the year, end of the month, a huge deal that has to be closed. And, and you realize that you don't really need an attorney for this. I mean, it's good enough to have a machine or whatever process to process it, but you need some check and balances. So it's non-complicated issues that can be can be handled. And, and uh, on a good side, there is no time zones for it, right? So this, in my mind, two huge advantages that machine, uh, especially AI machines that can do what you program them to do, have versus versus the the illegal team and i think this is this is a crucial moment to understand this is not just additional piece of technology that you're gaining this is a boost to your legal team i mean you bring me i mean you know that right you know that i mean you go to law school you learn how to analyze how to do all this complex thing and then you come into legal department corporate i mean not picking on, on corporate right but then <laughs> to deal with when you need to deal with stuff that you know you just I mean, you don't want to deal with them. And just simply because the technology is not there. So let's, let's give this way technology to, to, for us humans, for, for, for legal attorneys, for legal counsels, 
highly trained to do the complex things, to do what you train to do, right? To do the fascinating analysis and report to board and say, this is, this is the analysis. And, and then kind of no one knows who helped you to do that. I just, no one knows, but this is what I'm thinking. This is what the machines bring into the table. This is what they do. Yeah, yeah, very fascinating. So, how do you use it today? Uh, where, where do you use, uh, utilize AI ML in uh, your operations of your legal department? So, yeah, so back to the ground. Uh, back to the ground. I would say that the most, um, um, the most, um, I wouldn't say the appropriate probably will be the right expression, but may I say the most common. Right, the most common practice is bringing on board a contract management tool, AI power, or workflow tool. That sometimes they can come together. The third gem is uh, very popular. Um, I think it's a, it's still in the very early ages, and this is where you can do you know the, the first uh, review of simple agreements, such as NDA, for example. Right. So those are three areas. Where, uh, where machine learning and specifically uh, natural language processing, NLP, just remember that, NLP. NLP is, is one of the flavors of machine learning, right? Machine learning may have, you know, uh, again, Tesla is machine learning, right? And, and uh, going to Mars is a machine learning. But we're specifically interested in the system and legal operations. We're specifically interested in a system that able to take the data digitalized data, right, and make it smart. And this is where, you know, you take all the files, you screen them nicely, and you put them into the machine. And this machine, you want this machine, contract management tool, you want this machine with a very low training, right, understand what are the provisions on this uh, of this uh, contracts. So ideally, right, the, the, the goal, the ultimate goal going to be you go to the machine and you say, hey, show me all my agreements that will show you this provision, that they have this provision, right? Go to the, go to the all agreements that I have in corporate. I mean, we've mentioned, we, we have some, right? We have some. And then go to this and just tell me in a minute, uh, how many agreements do I have with the force majeure? I mean, for human, for very advanced one, it will take, I mean, a couple of days, right? A day, if you really have kind of a huge knowledge. And, and for machine, it's very easy. It is very easy thing to do, right? Especially those contract management tools that are coming, uh, and customized already in the thinking, right? And thinking to support, uh, legal attorneys. Uh, this is the type of customer management, uh, excuse me, a contract management tool that, that, uh, you would like to buy. Now, uh, very, very helpful. Let's, let's try maybe focus a little bit on the, you know, we have a few more questions. We're almost at the end. I'm going to make sure we, we talk a little bit about industry. Please. Like, you know, where do you think we're going, sort of industry-wise? And I think that's kind of where you, you you identified the three opportunities and the increasing power of this technology. 
where do you think we're going? Question one. Question two, how do we increase adoption? So the truth is that we don't really know where we're going. And I'm saying that with all with all respect, right? With all respect. The issue is that remember that AI technology, it, it is really not about legal, right? It's not about legal. It's not about uh, it's not about any other industry. It is really about very massive investment uh, from companies like IBM, uh, uh, Google, Facebook, and you know, you name them, uh, and, and government and government who who want to develop this technology and disability. Any other industry, right? Like legal, it just it just supplemental. So we enjoy for whatever exists, right? And and we hope that. That the, the, the current technologies will develop it the way that we as a customer would like to buy it. But, but I think the truth is that no one knows where it goes because there is no plan. Because there is no plan. Right? It's not like we have five year five year plan or seven year plan. We don't really know, but we know it's moving forward. I mean. Clearly, the world changed since uh, 2010 when, you know, you started to talk to Siri and talk to your phone. I mean, we, we all recognize that. But how the world will be changing, we still do not know. What we do know, and this is what's important for, for legal uh, leaders uh, and, and uh, for corporates specifically, I think, to uh, for, for the decision-making in this, you know, environment that you don't really know where it goes, is is uh, really going back to the base to the basics and saying we understand we understand as legal industry we understand in order to to make it useful and perfect for our needs we need two components and always remember that we need two components we need a human and we need a technology. So what I do envisage to your question Albert, is that uh, I do not envisage uh, less legal aids that you will need to uh, to bring on board to support your uh, legal team. I do not envisage less legal attorneys that we will need to bring, right, or pay them less, right? I do not envisage this. I do envisage that our legal teams, corporate legal teams, will 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 go uh, forward in terms of uh, how precise are we in terms what. What paralegals and legal aids job gonna be? Description, just description of work, right? It it will it will drastically move from from being uh, uh, I, I have to be careful now what I'm saying, right? When recording, so from, from being support to right, but becoming much more because those those aids they will bring support, massive support to training those systems with their understanding of the business, with their understanding of legal industry. So I think I do envisage very um, uh, exciting future for all uh, across the board legal aids uh, for um, not just legal aids, you know, I'm thinking about this now, for all deal desks, right, deal desks, um, sales operations, business operations, all the people who supports the, the life cycle of the, of the contract. So this is this is what I really think uh, where the efficiency is coming from, and this is where I do think uh, the legal leaders can go and say, 
we can make a plan for five years, for three years, showing you how we're running more contracts in less time, how we're able to move from day one to new sanctions by analyzing uh, who are the partners that we need to deal with in a very focused way. So the, 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 I, I do think that with the technology, we will become very, very sharp. And, and this is something that uh, every modern legal department in my mind has to consider remembering that machines, they're only machines, right? They, they are not, they're not very good without humans in the purposes of legal department, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Humans are here to stay for a while. Uh, <laughs> definitely in our lifetime. I, I, we, we will be just adding more value, um, and with better tools. And, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Um, we have come to the end. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. This has been wonderful. Um, and, and thank you for coming to the show. What I'm going to ask you is to one, say goodbye and two, maybe give us, you know, kind of prediction of a future and what we can do today to be ready for it. Like, what is the one thing I can do to be ready for that AI, NLP, full future where I can be a ninja in my legal department <laughs> doing things better than before? I, I so much appreciate this question. And I'm saying that not just to be polite, but because I, I really would like everyone who's, who's hearing this podcast will, will take exactly this message. And I think, you know, it's baby steps. If, if there's one thing that I've learned moving to United States, it's baby steps. And the baby step will be saying to, uh, saying to ourselves, okay, if there's one thing that I would like to take uh, as, as, to my toolkit, right? And say, how do I build a better uh, legal department for future to come? I would like to say one thing. Make consistent decisions. Make consistent decisions in terms of technology. Make consistent decisions in terms of where do you want to drive. Start with a simple thing, right? Start with a simple thing. Making sure that you have the uh, data digitalized. I mean, it's good to have, uh, you know, paper copy and all of that, but it has to be digitalized because when the right technology is trained, right, it, it has to have something to work with. And as we, uh, legal department, we will make sure that our contracts are running digitally, right? They, they, they all have a digital copy. I think this is, this is, uh, this is a great start. It sounds simple. For most corporates, it is not so simple. But I think this is a star. And from that point on, you thinking, how do you make every agreement that you're releasing from legal department, how do you make it digital copy? Not by screening, but doing being the circle. How do you streamline it, right? And 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 technology will meet you. Technology will meet you in, the, in, in this journey. You, you will find the right technology, right? But you have to start with your, with your basis, with your foundation. The foundation is going to be making sure that your agreements are smart data that you can use. And you will be, you will be a star. I mean, I, I have no doubt. I mean, just the fact, you know, that I always incorporate, I always have this feeling that finance, they're cool guys. 
I'm just, I absolutely opposed to this. Did you just say finance is the cool guys? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Finance, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm supposed I don't know. I think the center of the universe is legal. In my world, the center of the universe is legal. <laughs> you see, but this is, this is all the conversation about who's pulling the strings, right? I, I apologize for such a simple language, but this is, this is all about who's pulling the string, who's holding the data. And the, the person, the, the only department who is holding the data is, is legal department because we're in charge of contracts. And this is where it was, this is where it is. There's a lot of data that lives in contracts. There you go. Very data full experience. I can tell you all about it. But let's make sure we don't start another topic because uh, <laughs> this was a wonderful conversation about AI. Thank you for giving the background. Thank you for giving us a takeaway. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining and having this conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it and learned a lot from you. We have had a very, very active audience with suggestions and comments and uh, speaking about various things. So definitely check that out. Um, as I said before, this is a place where I talk to in-house leaders. Uh, lawyers are not doing exciting stuff. If you know somebody who can contribute to conversation about career, education, substantive knowledge, or a hobby that, is, that uh, an in-house professional may have, definitely let me know. I would like to include this person on this podcast to make sure that we have the conversation and learn from one another. Thank you so much for joining. See you next time. Bye, everyone.